All right, we're going to go ahead and get started. So if, uh, thank you. It's awesome. Good to see everybody here tonight. And uh, thanks for coming out. The, uh, I know a lot of Christmas stuff is already kicking up. So we've had quite a few people let us know they couldn't be here tonight because of that. And, but I'm glad you're here. Uh, Seeleys are at a Christmas party, so that's where they're at. And so the, I know they're giving the worship team a night off from here. And the uh, um, youth ministry is going to have a meeting afterwards. If you're an executive deacon, um, our meeting is going to be in Sharon's office. And the elders are going to be in my office. So, uh, Kath, where are you meeting at? back classroom okay and then i think stevie's gonna meet over in the conference room so i think is the plan hey guys so um i wanted tonight uh because this is kind of a special day for sharon and i uh 26 years ago on this day we became the pastors here and uh december the 6th in 1992 um, were you born then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was almost six months. Almost six months. Yeah. And uh, so I just wanted to talk. You know, I've had people ask me. They said, "How do you how do you stay um, at a church for twenty you know you know twenty five years, twenty six years? How do you stay for a long period uh, of time?" And uh, you know, they they think there's like a you know, everybody always thinks there's a secret sauce, right? Like there's some real deep secret to be able to, for longevity, um, you know, to endure. Because you go through a lot of ups and downs and highs and lows. And and uh, so tonight, just kind of as a maybe a, a little bit of insight, those of you that have known me for a long time probably already know this about me, but um, that, uh, that the key, in my opinion to longevity, whether it's serving in the church or it's being the leader in the church or being a pastor of the church, is is that you realize who you're doing it for. And uh, one, if you're doing it for people, you're going to be really disappointed. So you might as well just get that out of the way. We don't do what we do to so that people can tell us thank you uh, because a lot of them aren't going to tell you thank you. And there'll be some that will, obviously. I'm not saying everybody's like that, but, but that's a shallow, empty result. Uh, the real truth that we're looking for, the real value that we're looking for is, is that we're hearing thank you from the Lord. And I think that has been the real key for Sharon and I through all the difficulties that challenges and the good things that we have faced in ministry over the years. Somebody asked me one time, have you ever quit? Yeah, a couple of times. And some manifested and some didn't. How many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> some of you just thought really a lot about just saying, I'm out. Uh, but I did actually in Marietta one time quit. Uh, I had been there, I think I'd been, uh, we had gone through a really tough season moving them into their new ministry facility um, and then uh, building a Christian television station and I was just tired and had really put way too much time into doing it by myself, and uh, which was my fault. But uh, the uh, one Sunday, I just came in and said, "That's it," and walked to the pulpit and said, "I just I'm 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 broke. I'm broken inside. I'm tired, and I give up. I quit." And uh, I remember that uh, you know I just sat down and I was crying. I was a mess, and uh, and my of course Sharon was a mess too, you know, and. Uh, 
My mother-in-law stood up in the church service and goes, what an awesome day this is. And I'm just like, what? And she's like, because, you know, if you're old school, you know, when I talk about old school, like you've been doing this a really, really long time, you can remember that people used to believe that out of brokenness is where the power came from, is just that when we're broken, that's really when. And she was like, this is so great because we're going to have an awesome future and because Here's our pastor all broken up in the pulpit. And he's, this is going to be great because awesome things are going to come from this. And then this one lady stood up in the service and uh, her name was Betty. Betty Young was her name. And uh, she started yelling at me and she said, listen, you led me to Christ. You got me water baptized and you've brought me this far and you're not leaving. So that's just the way that it is. And... So, you know, it was just kind of like that deal. And, of course, in the end, I realized that, you know, I'd just really gotten totally in the flesh and just been tired. And he that is without sin can cast the first stone, okay? Uh, but yeah, I, I would think. But when I talk with, with people about longevity and about, you know, being able to go through the difficult seasons of ministry and uh, especially... You know, the stuff that goes on in your personal life that affects what's going on in your public life. And, uh, you know, this is your pub, part of your public life, your ministry that you do. And we all know that stuff that's going on in our family, stuff that's going on in our personal finances, our businesses, our jobs, that all can affect us at some level in our public positions, in our ministries that we have. And so... Um, so I really wanted to focus on a verse that God gave me in the beginning. It was my, my start in serving him. It had nothing to do with ministry. Uh, it had everything to do with my Christian faith. And that was out of Luke 9, 23. And uh, when the Lord spoke that, that was the very first verse I ever heard God speak to me was the night that uh, I was still not saved, was not serving the Lord. And uh, I heard these words uh, come from heaven and said, if any man will follow me, let him deny himself, let him take up his cross daily and follow after me. And I have found that to be the, the, one of the most powerful things to get me through everything. You know, when we, talk about, when we talk about having purpose, there's my purpose right there, my purpose. And as a Christian, now I'm not talking about as a preacher, because see, that's where I think... In, in ministry where we have to be really careful, and even whether we're an elder or deacon or whatever, that's not who we are. That's just what we do. Uh, we're first Christians, and that's where I think people get a little bit confused. And I think guys I've had to deal with that are burnt out, that's what they've forgotten, is I'm a Christian first, not a preacher first. And so, um, you know, we always have to go back to those early, that beginning. And so, I think to my, you know, I go back to this verse quite often in my walk with the Lord and just say, am I denying myself? Has this become about me? Um, am I more concerned about what's happening uh, to me than I am about doing whatever that you want me to do? And then am I living the crucified life where I'm saying, okay, I may want a lot of stuff and I may want a lot of things to happen, but Lord, what do you want in my life? What's your purpose? What's your plan? And that means at times forgiving when you don't feel like forgiving. It means at times blessing when you don't want to bless. Um, you know, it means at times, you know, receiving people back that have left and didn't leave on good terms when they left. It means taking them back and, and, and loving them. And you guys heard me tell the story about, 
you know, Phyllis and, and, uh, you know, she's in heaven now. Thank God. She was, she, I mean, not because I wanted her to go. That's not what I meant. But man, I mean, I mean, listen, Phyllis in a lot of ways was toxic. She could be really, and she ripped Sharon in a church service one time. I just, I mean, went right after her and, and she just had, she had issues and, and, uh, and, uh, but you know what? God supernaturally worked in her life and brought her through that. And she came back and you have to just go, you know, and I can't say when she came back that she was a changed person. She was still Phyllis, but that's what love does. That's what a crucified life does to follow him. So I'll close with this because I want to make sure we have lots of time in our groups tonight. But, uh, most of you know the, my story about this, but I still think it's so powerful that when we were in the Philippines a couple of years ago, and uh, when I was preaching there, we had a full auditorium. There were pastors there. There were uh, children's workers there. There were ushers. There were all, all leadership roles in the church. They were all there. And I'm up in the pulpit, and I'm talking about how that we have gotten into a place because of information that's available to us. We know how to do stuff now. I mean, you can get a book about how to do anything today. If you can't find a book, you can go on Google and find it, right? If you can't find it on Google, you find it on YouTube, which is tied to, you know, most of my farming experience, everything I've learned about farming has pretty much been on YouTube. So how do you do this? Go to YouTube. Okay, this is how you, you know, this is the things you've got to do. So anyways, um, so we are not in a deficit of how to do things today. But the difficulty and what I was telling this group of Filipinos was is that I said the challenge is, is, that, is, is that we know how, but we don't know, we don't know why. We don't know why we do it anymore. And so we get so excited about the how. You go to conferences all over the world and learn how. And people get really excited about how because <clears throat> we think the how is the secret sauce because that's the, that's the thing that's going to put me over, the how. If I, if I get that then I'll have the piece of information that I need. And that'll really, really make this all work together. This will really make it all go. And, um, and I said, look, that's just not true. Because the real answer is why you do it, not how you do it. Why are you in ministry? Why did you get in the children's ministry? Why did you get, become an usher? Why did you, you know, why? And then, the, then go to the next level. Because you find your why from who you serve. And I said, look, if you're only doing this because you serve your pastor, then you're going to be disappointed. If you're going to only do it because some leader in the church asked you to do it, then you're going to be disappointed. I said, your who has to be Christ, and it has to be Christ alone. Well, you know, I'm doing this, and, and uh, about twice the distance from where Mark is there in the back, this little girl stands up and starts coming to the altar, and she's crying, like, uncontrollably. And... And I really felt like that the Holy Spirit was just speaking about how that to, to people about how they had lost, they had really let their relationship with Christ be moved out of the way with all the how, the stuff that we do. And uh, lo and behold, when she walked to the altar, all of a sudden, all these other Filipinos filtered out into the aisles. And I mean, I, you know, and I didn't really know what to do. I looked over at the guest speaker and I, the, excuse me, the coordinator of the meetings. I says, well, what do you want me to do? Because I mean... We've lost control of the meeting. And uh, Filipinos are powerful prayer people. I mean, and when they get moving in the prayer, they're going to really, Josh has been there, he knows. 
And I mean, when they get praying, you, you know, you're just not going to change directions in the service. And I mean, there was repentance going on. People are weeping. Pastors are crying out to God. People got their hand. I mean, you know, we're talking on a linoleum floor. They've got their hands lifted up. And I mean, they're just crying out to the Lord. And it, and it just reminded me that night as we were ministering to those people and as God was ministering to them that we're no different in America than they are in the Philippines. It's real easy for us to get so caught up in what's the thing we need to do to make this all work instead of saying, what does the Lord want? Where's the Lord at in this? Where's our relationship with Christ tonight in our service to him? Is it really still, you know, about Jesus? We used to sing that song, uh, I surrender all, all to Jesus. I surrender, I surrender all. Just, you know, to me, that's the key to longevity right there, that we keep Jesus in the forefront to serve him, to please him. It is my greatest honor, whether I was pastoring or not, to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, whether that was being an usher in the house of the Lord or it was an being a janitor, which I was, uh, or whatever that we did, it's to his glory and to his honor because I owed a debt I couldn't pay. He paid a debt he didn't owe. I needed someone to take away my sins. And he did it gladly. Amen? Amen. So tonight, you know, as you're getting ready, you're, you know, we're, this is, uh, we're heading into the end of the year. It's, we're going full blast, right, in our lives right now with parties and things and gifting and stuff. Let's make sure that we keep the who we're doing this for right in the front of our thinking. Amen? Why don't you all stand up with me? Mark, come on up here. I'm going to have you pray if you would. Pray for all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. Jesus. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory and the honor. We thank you, Lord, for this time tonight. We thank you, Lord, for a deeper under understanding of what your will is for us. Yeah. And we ask, Lord, that you would show us yeah. what that will is for our lives. I thank you, Lord. Bless the teachers and the leadership tonight that will be sharing. Mm -hmm. Guide and direct us. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. You know your groups you're going to, so go ahead. You can make your way. If you're with me and elders, you're in the my office. If you're with executive deacons, you're in Sharon's office. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. And if you don't want to either group, well, you're done. You can stay in here and pray. <laughs>